This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in hour number three, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are rolling through the Wednesday edition of the program. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. You can search out my name, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton. Also, encourage you to go subscribe on YouTube. You might say, I don't love YouTube. I don't even, your kids do, your grandkids do. You might like a clip. You might like an interview. They probably aren't going to be listening if they are 14 or 15 years old. Although, if you are, we love you on traditional radio. But they probably, at that age, are wondering what in the world is going on in our country. And you can say, hey, just listen to these guys. You may not agree with everything, but they're totally rational. They're totally sane in a time of rampant insanity. We've got a lot of topics to get to. Uh, We've been talking Ron DeSantis getting sued by Disney, who broke it out. Trump taking on Ron DeSantis. Uh, Joe Biden continued discussion of his age and the fallout from his announcement yesterday. But, Buck, I'm sure you saw the video of Tucker Carlson. The Daily Mail had it up. Tucker Carlson and his wife driving past laughing on their way uh, on a golf cart down in Florida. Um, and there's lots of discussion and debate about what exactly went down. Why was he pushed out? All I mean, I've, I've read articles in Vanity Fair, Wall Street Journal, New York Times. All of them seem like they have a different explanation for exactly what went down. But I thought this was kind of funny. Odds you can uh, there were odds set by uh, Odd Shark for the next permanent position for Tucker Carlson. Where will he work? One America News plus 150, Newsmax plus 175, MSNBC four to one. That would be maybe the greatest upset in the history of uh, of news media. News Nation twelve to one, BBC twenty to one, Russia Today twenty to one, Al Jazeera thirty to one, Bloomberg Television thirty to one. I don't know why Al Jazeera would be just as likely. Blaze TV, 40 to 1. I think there's good value there. ESPN, 50 to 1. CNN, 100 Wait, to 1. These are fun, Blaze, like, kind of ridiculous Blaze odds. TV, yes. 40 to 1? 
you like the value there, right? I mean, bl- the Blaze, I think, is a far more likely partner than any bad of those odds. others. You have Not identified even. what I did. This is a bad odds market. I mean, if there's a way I can put money on this one, uh, let me know. That that's that whoever's making those odds has no idea what they're talking. First of all, there's absolutely zero chance that Tucker goes to. I mean, like Al Jazeera and that stuff is just crazy town. But yeah. he's not going to go to Newsmax. He's not going to go to One America. That's there's zero chance. You think of that he happening. starts his own? If you were, be- if I were betting, I think he starts his own thing, and I would spin it out. I would say he does a deal well, with Rumble. He does a deal with. That's uh, what I mean. When you say start his own thing, he'll always own his content. He'll always want. He'll always be the you know the editor in chief of whatever his show is. Um, but he may do a partnership, a distribution partnership with, uh, you know, it could be, uh, could be Red Seat Ventures, could be. Um, you know, something with Spotify or whatever it could be the blaze. I mean, there are a number of people who, who come to mind. Um, so yeah, any of those. Uh, so let's have some fun, more fun here. Our good friends at the view Monday, bloody Monday, we lost Don Lemon on CNN, Tucker Carlson on Fox news. And many people have pointed out that Don Lemon saying a woman was pastor prime based on Google once she was outside of her 20s, 30s, and 40s, was a big reason why. Well, the ladies on The View want you to know, there's no way Don Lemon can be a misogynist. Why? Because he loves his mom. Listen. I know that I'm biased here because Don is my friend. And he has been my friend for 20 years. Our offices were directly across from each other for most of that time that I worked there. And I will say that I don't believe, in my experience with him, that he's a misogynist. I think he loves women. He loves his mother. He loved his sister. He loves me. He loves Joy. What about I me? Am, I am. I don't. Maybe he loves and you too. She stayed at his house. Um, but I. Yeah, I think yeah. he loves me too. But, I, but I am stunned, <laughs> and I, I hate that people are comparing Tucker's firing no, with Don's firing. That's a false equivalency. Uh, I mean, come on, come on. Are we really seriously? Going to say the guy can't be misogynistic. Sonny Hostin, maybe the dumbest. She's up there with Joy Behar on The View. That argument is amazing. I mean, I think Joy Behar's number one in the stupidness championship, but the others are pretty dumb too. Uh, she is in a, in a, in a, in a remarkable way. Uh, I think giving Democrats, right? The, speaking about, um, uh, Joy Behar, giving Democrats an excuse to never have to actually think through anything because if joy says it and can be a millionaire what's the point of you know reading anything like what's the point of knowing anything or having any rational argument or or ability to make a rational argument um so yeah i think the view actually serves its purpose in that regard the view makes it safe for democrat viewers to just revel to just uh parade their ignorance and feel and feel like well there are millionaires who do this every day on tv i also feel like i by the way don't think don lemon is a misogynist i think he's not smart um and i think the idea that you would decide when someone's in their prom by prime by going to google it is a good sign of that. I, I, you know i'll tell you don lemon i see i i always i always try to be very honest about all this stuff don had some moments before the trump era where he said some stuff for the, any conservative. Can we find, oh, yeah. you know, he, he, he said some things speaking, um, you know, as, as a black to man black to America. the black oh, community. Yeah, where he went out. Yes. He, he said some things that we go, whoa, hold on. That's, that's, you know, he's speaking, speaking truth to power, you know, as a, as a journalist or whatever. Like he's actually doing it. And he's not a, he's not a 
he's not a learned guy. You know, he's not a um, a deeply knowledgeable guy. But he's he actually. I'm I'm just telling you. I think that Trump. What I'm trying to get at here is Trump broke um, him. He he's not he's not a dumb guy. Trump broke him. Yeah. And Trump broke him in part by calling him a dumb guy all the time. But Trump broke him as a personality on on TV. Because I'm telling you, you know, sometimes he would, sometimes he surprises folks with, uh, with what he'll say in terms of, you know, calling it like it is. I mean, I, I, he does have that ability, but Trump just made him an emotional mess. And when you're an emotional mess, you make mistakes. Trump, Trump broke CNN though, top to bottom too. Let's keep that in mind. He broke the whole network. Yeah. Lemon, remember, also got hot water for saying, Hey, male athletes basically deserve more money because they're better. Than women athletes. See what I mean? He. That's what I'm saying. He's 100 right Occasionally, we had to give little, you know, little clapping sessions here on, on on the show, and I have in the past. I know you have too. For Don Lemon sound bites, it's Trump that totally made him go insane. Yeah, and and you know he was right on that. People out there, what what do you mean? Like the male soccer team, the men's World Cup team, is infinitely better than the women's World Cup team. Well, makes so, so much more money too. It's not even just the the you know right. It's it's the, a bigger, larger, a bigger World financial Cup draw crushes the women's World Cup. So there's economic realities under uh, underlying why people make the money that they do, and you're not even allowed to say that on CNN. You know, I, m- I mentioned some leftists yesterday on the program that I either know from debating or working with in the past who I will say are, are, are smart people who make good arguments, as good as the arguments can be from their side. What I think you saw, though, in the Trump era is that anybody with, and this, a perfect example of this is, is Glenn Greenwald, anybody who had any principle that they weren't willing to completely abandon to be part of the attack Trump machinery was pushed aside. You couldn't, you couldn't be at MS. I mean, Matt, Matt Taibbi, same thing. You couldn't be at MSNBC. You couldn't be at CNN. You had to go, you know, full Jim Acosta. You had to go full Rachel Maddow. Like you had to decide that your reason for being on TV was attacking Donald Trump, which is what I'm saying is, uh, Democrat corporate media got even dumber under the yeah. Trump years. It honestly got dumber. And the people on the left who, even if wrong, are interesting to listen to in their wrongness, largely push. Now, some of them have found great success in other platforms, you know, and speaking to other audiences. But the corporate corporate Democrat media, it was like a big house cleaning uh, of people that were actually pretty smart. <laughs> they got rid you know, of a lot of them. You know what's scary, Buck? And I, I touch on this in the, in the new book. Um. I think also the economic realities that underpin many of these companies moving from a broad-based newspaper business, which is right, you're walking around, maybe you have a subscription, you're not particularly connected to the Washington Post, the New York Times, maybe you like sports, maybe you just have a subscription to a newspaper. When you went digital subscription, those places can't even be honest to their audience because they will bail on them if they are. And that gets very scary. Right. And it gets very scary fast. And then the analogy I drew, people out there, probably some of you listening, maybe many of you even subscribe online to, let's say, a sports site that covers your favorite team. They're never that negative when you pay a subscription to cover your favorite team because they don't break the news about the quarterback who uh, is, is cheating on his econ final and is in danger of getting kicked out. They don't break the news about violations that could cost the coach their job because if they do then all of their audience bails you think it's a coincidence that the washington post and the new york times 
haven't nailed Joe Biden on all of the lies and all of the felonies that exist out there. No, no. It's a consequence of their business. It would be a failure if they did. They'd be screwed. They really yeah, would. And, and but I'll just remind everybody, I, I think it's interesting um, because the whole notion in the 20th century of journalism as this objective thing that is done. Now, of course, you can be honest or not in any profession. You can be factual or not in any profession. But that journalism was this neutral, nonpartisan pursuit was always a fiction, a fiction yes. meant to control you, a fiction meant to manipulate your minds on behalf of the increasingly powerful Democratic uh, Democrat consensus in this country. And if you have any doubts about that, go back to the founding and see how the earliest newspapers, how the you know, the earliest publications in America, I mean, the American Aurora, which was Benjamin Franklin's son or grandson, I can't remember now, uh, Benjamin Bach. Um, was writing editorials while Washington was in, it must have been his son then, obviously, writing editorials while his son, uh, while Washington was in office, effectively calling Washington a traitor who wanted to be king. George Washington. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and they, and they were either Federalist or anti-Federalist papers. It was always about polemics in the beginning. You just knew, no one was like, oh, well, they're not, you know, this is not a Federalist. Everyone knew it was a Federalist paper or that it was aligned with a candidate or a party or whatever it may be. Uh, it's finally time I think people see you just want people to be honest with you. And that's what we do, I think, every day. We tell people this is where we're coming from. This is how we see it. This is what we're doing. No doubt. And uh, and I think Trump expo- exposed it and blew it up. And guess what, Buck? Those people desperately need Trump back in the White House in order for their businesses to succeed, which is a huge part of this. Washington Post hemorrhaging number of subscribers right now. Because they don't have the great Satan in the White House that their audience demands. They need him back. They need him back bad. My pillow, great sale going on. Giza Dream Sheets. I got back last night, been on the road for a bunch of days in a row. Hopped right in my Giza Dream Sheets and slept phenomenally. These sheets are incredible. First time you sleep on them, you'll think you're sleeping on sheets that have cost hundreds of dollars. But they're on sale now. Just $29 a set. You're going to love them. Comfort comes from the softness of the Giza cotton these sheet sets are made from. Cotton comes from the Giza region of Egypt, known for its very soft cotton. You will get hooked up right now if you go and hop in your Giza Dream Sheets. Thanks to the radio listener specials. Use our names as the promo code, Clay and Buck, to get the great pricing on the Giza Dream Sheets. Use the code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269. That is MyPillow.com. Use that code, Clay and Buck. Making sense in an insane world. Clay, Clay Travis, and Buck Sexton. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. You know, we're talking about how Kamala Harris is so inept as a vice president that despite the politics of the Democrat Party that would like to elevate her to the presidency already, but it's not going to happen because she has to actually face voters. In that case, they have to wait until Joe Biden runs. By the way, Biden was just giving a press conference and we'll have some of the latest for you on that. He was asked about his age. We want to bring you the soundbite. Um, and there's all these polls, of course, showing that Democrats are uh, unenthused. You could put it mildly unenthused um, about Joe Biden running again. So we'll get to that in a moment. But I just want to say uh, Kamala Harris, not good at her job. But really, I think the worst at his job, because no one cares who the transportation secretary is usually. Right. I mean, <laughs> it's really hard to find totally someone. True. You know, no one's like protesting. Like, this guy is just not the best transportation secretary. Like, we need to do something about the transpo chief. Um, yeah, no, no one really cares usually. But when there are all kinds of plane delays and supply chain snarls and uh, fi- people find out that you were on parental leave for a few months and no one even knew about it. And, you know, the, when you're Pete Buttigieg, you've managed to make the transportation secretary situation, a story. And here he is repeating one of the talking points that I I drives me the most insane because of how obviously false it is. But let, let's hear it from the worst transportation secretary that any of us can even remember, Mayor Pete, play 22. I do think that the culture wars uh, are getting in the way sometimes. I mean, uh, just the other day I was testifying 
in the appropriations subcommittee explaining how our budget was going to help with things like railroad safety, air traffic control, and other transportation needs. And we had to take a break so that they could all go and vote on a bill to kick uh, transgender teenagers off of sports teams. That was the priority uh, for the House GOP that day. So these things really are getting in the way of our ability to get work done. We're literally building bridges and they're literally banning books. They are not literally banning books. Uh, this guy's, this, I, I, Mayor Pete's really important for everyone to see. This is somebody who has cr- his whole purpose up to this point as, as an adult in life was a constructor resume that's supposed to make people who don't know any better think he must be smart and impressive. He's not. Um, so a couple, couple of but, things there, Buck, about the particular thing. We've got to do better about the banning books argument. Well, so th- that's what I, what I wanted to go to, and I, I was going to just give credit to our, our buddy uh, Jesse Kelly, Premier Network host. You should all check out his show later on today. Because um, he says, Clay, just ask them the question, why do Democrats want to show pornographic stuff to kids so badly? Like, th- that's what this is. Remember, they had to pull away the, I mean, what else can you call it? They had to stop showing a press conference that DeSantis called of the books that Democrats want kids to be assigned and reading in schools. Well, what is that? I think that's a good argument. I think a better argument is it's not banned. Well, yeah, of course. If you want to go get your kids these books, you can. We have, I would just keep slamming, we have movies that get ratings. Nobody says an R-rated movie is banned, but but they're not, not. But but they're not. Yes, you're. I mean, the talking point, of course, drives us insane because they're not banned. But they'd say they're banned in school. But to that, I just want. Okay, even if we take that as they're banned in certain schools, right? If they were to add that to it, Clay, why do they want to? I don't. I don't even feel comfortable because I know we have parents who you know listen to the show with their kids in the car or whatever. I don't want to describe it. The stuff that is in some of these books is wildly inappropriate for children some people would argue inappropriate really for like anybody but inappropriate for children yeah. to be reading so why yeah. do they want to do it so badly why are it's they great, so insistent it, it's a great question i think most people when they hear banned books think of like hitler funeral pyres and well, like of you're course burning books. of course that's that's burning banning books, yeah. books discussing at what age it's appropriate for your kid to read uh you know the count of monte cristo compared to i don't know Goodnight moon is not banning a book it's just deciding at what ages certain books appropriate for you we need to get mayor pete i'm still fired up about him by the way when we come back uh we make a big to do about mother's day and for good reason you want to do it right that means putting a forethought into the gift you share lots of great ideas out there but how about resonating one that will last forever and that is digitally transferring old photos old videotapes old family films onto digital files mom can hold on and rewatch forever You might be about to take this project on your own, but why not let Legacy Box do it? You put all of your memories into a box. They send it. They'll give you back a a thumb drive or a DVD, whatever you think is going to be best received, computer link, whatever your mom would like the most. Get hooked up now. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Clay for their best Mother's Day sale ever. 60% off LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Do it. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We were talking about Mayor Pete, and there were a couple of other things I thought were worth getting off the chest here, too. I still, he lost me forever, Buck, when he took the paternity leave during the largest supply chain crisis in American history, at least in our modern life. 
And also when he climbed, this uh, when you have a kid, you'll uh, appreciate how ridiculous this was. And I know a lot of moms in particular are listening to me right now when I saw this photo. So Mayor Pete has a gay husband. Congratulations. I hope they're super happy, right? They had a baby. The baby was carried by a surrogate mother, right? Right after that baby was born, there was a picture of Mayor Pete with his husband. They were in the birthing bed holding the baby like you might do if your wife had a baby, right? Like you, there's probably a lot of you out there who have been fortunate, had kids. You've climbed, like leaned into that picture. Like maybe you even put your hip if you're the dad in that picture next to the woman who is in the birthing bed cradling the baby. Where did they even get a birthing bed for two gay dudes to sit in to get their picture taken with a baby that neither of them delivered? Did they kick the mom out of the actual birthing bed, the person who delivered the baby mere minutes ago, so that they both, without having done any of the work, are now holding a baby? Like, I couldn't get past how ridiculous the optics were on that. Just so I understand... uh so the process was that they had uh, art- artificial insemination of a woman that they paid money to to carry the baby to term, and then they take custody as parents of the. Is that is that how this I think goes? that's the I think that's the way it works. But the baby was still delivered in the hospital, and you know what I'm talking about. Like the, I'm sure when your mom had that, there's probably pictures in your house, like the mom cradling the baby, literally in the birthing bed. They, the two of them... Yes, neither of them gave birth to anyone because they can't physically give birth to anyone, but to pose as somebody who had just given birth to somebody is quite strange. In a birthing it, bed. Like, even to think to do that is so weird. And once that happened, I was like, I, I can't... This this guy is such, women look, like masculinity... We, we talk often about the war on masculinity. It's really time to have a discussion about the war on, on womenhood yeah. and on motherhood. It's a real thing, folks. N- no, it's a real for sure. Thing. Um, all right, so we've got a uh, cut. Joe Biden hadn't done a press conference in forever. And he now has announced that he's going to run for re-election in 2024. This just happened. Buck, you've seen this. What are we queuing up here in particular? He's, he's asked about, about his, his age. Because yeah. people are like, hey, hold on a second. You're really, really, really old to be president right now. You're doing this again? Here's how Biden, and look, I don't say this, I, I don't make fun of people's appearances, and I don't, you know, I, I, I try to avoid all that stuff. We try to avoid that stuff, unless someone really, really deserves it. But we, we try to be, um, you know, to stay on, on, on things that people have control over, what they say, how they, how they act, what they do. Biden wears aviators all the time. I don't think this is minor, okay? He wears aviators all the time. Cause how many, do you remember, like, was George W. Bush walking around with big sunglasses all the time? He wears aviators so you can't see how old and vacant and uh, tired he is in the eyes and in his face. They're trying to control the optics. That's why he has these big sunglasses on all the time, including during this whole. But there's another person standing up there in the press conference at the podium. Uh, he didn't have sunglasses on. Biden does. Here's how, here's, uh, one of the ABC reporters asking about the age thing. Here's what he said. Uh, you recently watching- launched your reelection campaign. You've said questions about your age are legitimate. And your response is always, just watch me. But the country is watching. And recent polling shows that 70% of Americans, including a majority of Democrats, believe you shouldn't run again. 
What do you say to them? What do you say to those Americans who are watching and aren't convinced? Okay, so that that's the question. Now we have a uh, note. That's a re- that's, that's a real a question. Fabulous question. Fabulous question. I think that was Mary Bruce from ABC. A real question from a journo. Do we do we golf clap when we hear real journal questions? I feel do like we... we should, Buck. I I heard that and I was like, man, this is a real question that should be directly asked of the president. Bravo to her. And here's the response. With regard to age, I can't even say. I guess how old I am. I can't even say the number. It doesn't. It doesn't register with me. And uh, but the only thing I can say is that. One of the things that people are going to find out is going to see a race, and they're going to judge whether or not I have it or don't have it. I respect them taking a hard look at it. I take a hard look at it as well. I took a hard look at it before I decided to run. And I feel good. I feel excited about the prospects. And I think we're on the verge of really turning the corner in a way we haven't in a long time. I know you're tired of hearing me say we're at an inflection point, but we really are. What happens in the next two three four years going to determine what the next three four decades look like yeah i mean every election is the one that's going to determine what the rest of our lives look like put that aside for a second though um you're you're noticing here also a tonal shift that i think you'll continue to hear from biden as i've said all along he's gone from you better get the vaccine or else you're a monster you know all the yelling and the shouting and the weird whispering you're going to see a lot more when they do let biden out in public which is not going to be very often but a much higher percentage of it will be Biden just saying, you know, come on, folks, we're all friends here. We're all buddies. You know, it's, you know, we're all, you know, it's America. It's good. You know, working class, you know, just pablum, just nonsense. And that's what he's doing here. Same thing. But he's too old, Clay. We all know he's too old. Yeah. And there's already spinning. You always hear when you know someone is too old and they aren't up to the job. What's one of the first things that people say? They try to come out and say, oh, I can't even keep up with him. He's running circles around me. This is what the former mayor of Atlanta, I saw this, and I said, we have to play this. Keisha Lance Bottoms, who I think is around 50 years old. That's a rough approximation. She may be five years one way or the other. Uh, she says, Biden's energy runs circles around me. Now, unless she is basically in a nursing home, I don't think Joe Biden's energy is running circles around anybody, but this is the kind of lies that they're willing to, to, to play here to try to cover up for his age. Play cut 13. He is still our best, and I am so excited that he has announced that he is running for re-election. I spent a lot of time in the White House, and I can tell you, for people who are have any concerns about the president's age, they absolutely should not. Uh, this man's energy level runs circles around me. I posted something today on Twitter and Instagram um, of a picture of him hugging me after we had done a turnaround trip to Arizona. I was exhausted by 10 p.m. that night. He was still going strong. He looked at me, gave me a hug, and told me to go home and get some rest. That's each and every day with this president. Everyone has to get ready for this, Clay. Yes. To be a to be a true and and you know top tier member of the Biden 2024 cult, which is what this is going to require. You have to be willing to debase yourself in public to gaslight people, right? You have to be willing to say things that no one believes is true, you don't believe is true, but, you know, oh, yeah, Joe Biden, he has more energy than me. He's a, I mean, this is, this is preposterous, right? This is like, uh, this would be like if you said, you know, yeah, I think Biden would beat me in a foot race. Like, it's just not true, right? It's not, the guy can barely walk, but this is what people will go out and say because, 
they have to gaslight the public because if the public is allowed to actually form normal conclusions based on what their lying eyes and ears tell them, they're not going to vote for Joe Biden. Also, think about even what the standard of he has a lot of energy is here. He flew from Arizona and they landed at 10 o'clock at night. How many of you out there have flown and landed at 10 o'clock at night and been like, man, I've got a great deal of energy? Would you really think, oh, man, I'm in incredible shape if you land at 10 o'clock at night and you still feel pretty good? I mean, I don't know. I do that all the time. Uh, the, the standard here is so ridiculous and absurd. that. But even when you peel it back, you're like, okay, well, how did he have great energy? Well, he's on Air Force One. He's not flying coach uh, uh, from Singapore. He's on Air Force One. He has his own bed. He has his own staff, livery staff yeah. probably, that are traveling with him. And... All he has to do is get out of the car, and they will immediately put him in a helicopter and fly him directly to his bed. Like it's it, this is this idea that somehow that is showing any kind of energetic level is is frankly embarrassing. Put him out on the trail. Actually, put him out through the the, the, the rigors of a campaign. He hasn't done it. Didn't do it in twenty. I don't think he'll do it in twenty four. If you're looking to save fifty or sixty dollars a month or more, think about switching your cell phone service to Pure Talk. You'll get the same quality of cell phone service as you might with AT and T, Verizon, or T Mobile, but with a bill that's only thirty dollars a month. That's what Pure Talk offers: thirty dollars a month for unlimited talk and text, and plenty of high speed data with no contract to sign. When you switch to Pure Talk, you keep your phone number and your phone. There are two changes you'll see, though: more money saved each month and much better customer service. Pure Talk employs an entirely U.S.-based customer service team. They've created hundreds and hundreds of jobs right here in America. And they've got a founder that's a U.S. veteran, so Pure Talk cares about supporting veterans and our military. comes naturally to everyone on the Pure Talk team. When you become a Pure Talk customer, you have an option to support America's warrior partnership to prevent veteran suicide. Put your money where your heart is. Put your money with people that share your principles and save money in the process. Plus, get the best service you're going to find anywhere in the cell world. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and save 50% off your first month. Again, with your current cell phone, just dial pound 250, say the words Clay and Buck, and start saving now. Use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Stay current with what Clay and Buck are saying on TV. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. 
Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. As we are closing shortly on the Clay and Buck show, we want to be... There to Dr. Fauci, Clay promised, promised Fauci would get talked about for this New York Times article in which he lays out that do masks work? No, not really. But nobody's paying attention to me, Dr. Fauci, anymore. So I'll just have to start saying the truth a little bit more. Just to note everything uh, for everybody here, Clay. Here's Doctor Fauci saying in a, uh, in a in a we have a montage here rather discussing shutdowns and his whole thing now is oh he just didn't order he didn't order the code red he just said if you don't order the code red everyone's gonna die play it I didn't shut down anything I recommended to the president that we shut the country down and the only way to do that is by draconian means of essentially shutting down a country. We know that we can do that if we shut down. Well, if I knew at the time that shutting down would have such a dramatic effect on controlling the spread, obviously we would have shut down earlier. But I don't regret saying that the only way we could have really stopped the explosion of infection was by essentially, I want to say shutting down, I mean, essentially having the physical separation and the kinds of recommendations that we've made. Clay, he's extraordinary. It's extraordinary. So he gave this long, long New York Times interview. He says that masking maybe works around the margins for the population, something like 10%. And I just note, that's not even on what time frame. There's, there is zero evidence of any kind that masking anywhere has worked in any quantifiable way, period. Does not exist, okay? Every time they try to come up with a study, it's like an observational study, which is the equivalent of, hey, do you think masks worked in this place? Yeah, I think they might have worked. Okay, it's a joke. But he admits, I mean, think about this, Clay. They said that we could stop the pandemic 60 to 80% in the summer of 2020 with mask mandates. Now Fauci's saying, yeah, around the margins, you know, maybe a 10% reduction. And by the way, a 10% reduction isn't even reality because maybe he's talking about over what time frame? This was a devastating interview for Dr. Fauci. I would encourage, it's not on video, it's not on audio, it's a long-form, condensed interview in the New York Times 
that I would encourage all of you to go read uh, because it's the best calling out of Fauci that I have seen. And you're now seeing a rapid reassessment because the essence of Fauci, Buck, the argument that he's trying to make now, and it's an important one, and I want you guys to see what he's saying. He's saying, I didn't shut down the schools. I didn't shut down any businesses. But as the audio we just played reflects, he told leaders that they needed to shut down schools and that they needed to shut down businesses. And then they had the authority to do it. But note, this was the big failure of COVID in general. You had a circular logic where the experts say something. They're not actually in the experts, the Fauci's of the world, in control to make decisions, but they tell the politicians, and then what do the politicians say, Buck? They say, well, the I just experts went with the told experts. us. So yeah, I just listen total... to them, and therefore no one actually takes responsibility for the choices that they're making. Yeah, everyone was able to evade accountability while seizing more and more power in the name of COVID through this mechanism. And And let's just understand, the CDC is not the Department of Agriculture, okay? When you're in a pandemic... The CDC is elevated to a role where you are expecting, right? I mean, this is like, you know, yeah, ultimately, ultimately, this is true of anything in medicine, by the way. If I go to see a doctor, Clay, and I say, you know, a doc, do I, do I need to have, you know, triple bypass surgery? You know, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to that doctor. Yeah, it's, it's on me, right? Like I get to make the final end user decision on this. But our whole premise or our whole basis for using for for interacting with medical experts is we really give to them a lot of and maybe this has changed now, but for a lot of people, but we give to them a lot of authority over whether or not we're going to make, you know, no one. What I'm saying is no one goes into a doctor. The doctor says, look, you you have heart surgery. You're going to die. And then let's say you have it and there's complications and it comes out later. You didn't need heart surgery. And the doctor can't go, well, well, you're the one who decided to have the surgery. That is what Fauci did. You have surgery or you're going to die. Wait, I I didn't actually need that surgery. Why'd you make me have it? You're the one who signed up for the surgery. That is Fauciism. And also, that's well said, I think, Buck. Also, the Democrats, they, everyone in office is in office to balance out a bunch of competing interests. And let me take it away from being a politician for a mention. You, you mentioned public health experts. You go talk to a public health dieting expert, Buck. And you say, hey, I'm thinking about going to get a Big Mac at McDonald's tonight. Every public health expert in America would say you should never eat fast food. It's not healthy for you. And then a huge percentage of you who are listening to me right now are going to eat fast food at some point this week. And that's because you're going to say, well, I went to the gym. Or I'm balancing out eating a hamburger because it makes me feel a little bit better with the fact that I had a crappy day, and I don't have time to eat a meal that's going to take longer to prepare, right? There's all different sorts of reasons why people are going to go get fast food. It's more affordable a lot of times than other places. You don't just defer every choice in life you make to a public health expert. And, fuck, you can't rely on someone that you put into office. When you elect a politician, basically what you're saying is, hey, I'm entrusting you with making the best choices for me. I don't have time to micromanage every decision all day long. You're my representative. You do it. Well, if the politician immediately says, well, this public health expert said we have to do X, what are you in office for at all? Your job is to balance equities, right? What about the kids that need to be in school? What about all the businesses that are going to fail? 
combined with public health. It's a balancing test all the time. Randy Weingarten's testifying right now on Capitol Hill, the chief commissar of the school system. We'll talk about how she is totally rewriting history and didn't care about your kids tomorrow on Clay and Buck. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.